And we are live. That's live for us anyways. And you're locked in to the Kansas City Social Hour. And I'm your humble host, Ruben Ortiz. Let's get it on. They shut the lights off. They took the car in. I bought a sawed-off shotgun. <laughs> Why would you buy a sawed-off shotgun? Just have a shotgun and then saw that bitch off, right? Anyways, to each their own. I guess you could buy a sawed-off shotgun. That song I got turned on by my man, Nate Sellergren. What up to Nate Sellergren, man? Props to that dude. And the reason why I want to give props to that dude and the reason why that song is on my mind is because I was sipping on a little Sazerac rye. And we just got back from Omaha. Well, it's been, it was last weekend. This is Wednesday, so it's been a while. But, you know, I just posted that we were going to go down there because Corey had, Corey Hockler, who's on the podcast on this episode, had some business down in Omaha and asked if I wanted to tag along. I posted up that we would be down there and I was going to meet up with some people and then Nate Sellergren hooks up all these tours with uh, Brickway. And then we're going to do the big boys at Nebraska. But of course, uh, fucking Corey has some issues. He has to get back. So we missed the Nebraska one. But we got to chill at Cross Train in Omaha. And then also went down and talked to the guys at Brickway. Brickway was my favorite interview. I think I might start the podcast with the Brickway interview because it's so interesting. Shout out to my man, Nate Sellergren, who I had an excellent time with at Boulevardia, and we were listening to The Glorious Sons Live and the song Sawed Off Shotgun, which is a tremendous jam. I know it's not the newest jam. I don't give a fuck. It's still tremendous. We had an excellent time, and we were lubed up at that point, so we had the alcohol flowing, the Glorious Sons were doing their thing, and it's a moment that I'll never forget. Nate's my boy. Corey Hockler's my boy. And now I want you guys to meet Mitchell Elmblad. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. He says it's uh, Swedish. So my man Mitchell, let's get into the motherfucking podcast, and I will catch you on the motherfucking flip side. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ruben Ortiz, and I'm here with my man, uh, Mitchell. We're here live at Brickway, man. It's, uh, it's lunchtime, and uh, we're already having some brewskis on the cusp of uh, your weekend. We're having, this is the jalapeno pineapple. Always love me a, a, a nice chili beer, and uh, what's cool about these chili beers is uh, sometimes you balanced out with some sweetness. And uh, this one's got some pineapple to it, man. Yes, so over 150 pounds per batch. Ah, fantastic, man. I love it, man. Nice and refreshing. And then with a little bit of heat on the back end, I love me a nice uh, chili beer with some sweetness. So pineapple. You know, and I, I've been here with uh, Mitchell. What's your last name, bro? Elmblad. 
Omblad? Elmblad. Elmblad. Dude, that sounds like so like a Game of Thrones character or some shit. That's <laughs> pretty bad. Fresh from Sweden. Right on. That's speeding. Yeah. So uh Dude, we're here at uh, Brickway. Brickway is awesome because not only they brewing some delicious uh, brewskis like pineapple, uh, jalapeno pills. Yes. Uh, they also do distill. They're also a distillery. So yeah, I've had some whiskey and some straight up uh, white lightning. Straight up, uh, the whiskey is fantastic. It's barrel aged for two years, but they also have like you know when you when you when they're pulling uh, the whiskey when it first comes out, it's like it's this white liquid and. I had that like uh, you know, before it gets barreled in uh, some pretty lightning yeah, shit. Yeah, you, you've had some uh, you've had some booze already. <laughs> Good morning, guys. Good morning. Uh, so you know, I've been talking to Mitchell over here, man. I've been already uh, setting off for a great time. And folks in in Kansas City, KC Social, shout out uh, BTKC. Shout out to Nate Sellergren from Dogfish Head. He's the guy that that brought me down here. Uh, Mitchell and him. Uh, have some roots with Nebraska Brewing, which we'll be at uh, a little bit later on. Corey will be with me right now. Corey's working, so so screw that guy. We want to talk We're about working. that. I'm yeah. working. This is part of his job right now. I'm right? working. We're working. How cool is that? So um, yeah, if you guys can make the trip down to Omaha, there's some really cool places. Yesterday we were at uh, Cross Train. Uh, today we're visiting the guys here at, at Brickway, man. And I just love the the spot here, man. Uh, What's been going on with uh, with Omaha, man? Like shit that's uh, you know cool about the city, or, or what, what's been going on in the last five years? Definitely, we've got a good location down here in the old market, and it's 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 never slow and it's never quiet. So maybe all around town, if there's nothing going on events, but it's always something. We're surrounded by hotels. We have events uh, like the College World Series was nice. just here this summer. And we were slammed. So we're getting people from all across the country, and it's great because we get foot traffic out in front. Uh, Omaha is just its growing, revitalizing. They're redoing some of the, the parks and areas around here, and it's just blowing up. It's a fucking beautiful day today, guys. Uh, uh, it's like something like um, it's in the, the mid-70s right now. There's like no humidity. Why are we inside? I know, right? We, <laughs> we should. I think, uh, yeah, why the fuck are we inside? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? Uh, and I'm just drinking this jalapeno pills, man. You get, because uh, I was expecting the heat, you know, and it, it doesn't have a lot of heat. Right. It has that fresh jalapeno, like almost that, like you just cut into a jalapeno, that, that green freshness, that pepper freshness to this it. This is made with a lot of love. So uh, each batch is 11 wow. barrels. But each batch has 20 pounds of jalapenos, which doesn't sound like a lot, but when you're chopping 20 pounds of jalapenos... It's a fucking lot. It takes like <laughs> an hour and a half yeah. to do it. So it's in there. We let it set for three or four days. Uh, and then we add, like I said, over 150 pounds of pineapple. And so some people are like, well, we don't get a lot of pineapple. But here's no. the thing. If you're making the pills, light, crisp, clean, and then you've got jalapenos. you got some heat. It'll hit you in the face. So the, po- the pineapple kind of like mellows it out it kind of makes uh, all the flavors kind of play together well you know in the hot so. the the pineapples on the nose man yeah it's fucking yeah. like get, i get a lot of pineapple on the nose and it's in the flavor too so i don't know what folks are talking about I, yeah well to eat your own that's everybody's a critic that is one <laughs> of my my favorite and i love uh people listening to the podcast know that i'm like a i love uh chili beers uh and uh particularly um you know, the first one that I got introduced was the habanero scope, and I like that one so much because it kind of reminded me of uh, um, a habanero. Um, 
what is it, like a mango salsa. Yeah, like, yeah, yep. I was going to say a little grapefruit involved. Well, I'm, I'm a baby. I can't do habaneros, so oh, no, that's a little it, too yeah. much for me. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's yeah. A habanero is, like, crazy, ridiculous heat. The sad thing about it is it, it has such, like, a nice, sweet, tropical flavor it behind does. all that crazy heat. I do. That's so. That's the secret. Nobody knows this. This is the next beer I want to do. Is that with habaneros? I don't want to call it Omahat. Oh, nice! See what I did. Oh, you can't dude. take that. Nobody nah. can take that. <laughs> it's done deal, I've, man. I've uh, <laughs> trademarked it. You He's made his mark on assist. that shit. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, this tastes like, um, like a so a jalapeno pineapple salsa. Kinda, you know what I mean? Like you could make a yeah. badass. This makes me think that you could do instead of a habanero mango salsa, you could do a jalapeno pineapple salsa. Is that a thing? Well, that yeah, we could do that, and you could put it in any food. So if you're cooking at home, you could take a growler of this, take it home, reduce it down in the skillet, and then add that to that. I mean, it's it'd be great for, straight from here. And I'm not blowing smoke up your guys' ass right now. I'm being 100 serious. That I really do love this beer, and um, yeah, I like the lime pills that we had earlier. I I didn't even notice that he had the jalapeno pineapple, and I saw it, I was like, oh, that's that's right up my alley, man. I, that's the kind of shit that I I really enjoy. It man. is by far my favorite, dude. That is a great beer, man. Cheers, you. oh yeah, did I cheers you, man? We yeah, cheers, but it's only been once in the past yeah. minute. So. Right on. We're gonna cheers through the whole podcast. We're we're due for another. <laughs> Uh, shout out to Corey Hockler, who's uh, hard at work while I am also hard at work over here. You know, this podcast is a it's it's a chore, man. But, it, you know, along those lines, as far as like the chore, man, there's a lot of work that goes into because um, these guys have, uh, you know, uh, a kitchen. They have a full distillery. So you could buy bottles of rum. You could buy bottles of gin. You could buy bottles of um, what, uh, whiskey. And bourbon, what, what are the, what are the, I didn't even ask you all this, the spirits that you guys, I've named so, all of them, right? Except for uh, maybe vodka. Whiskey, bourbon, rum, brandy, vodka, holy shit, gin. Wow. So those are all the spirits that they have. And then they have about, I'm like, well, how many beers on tap do you guys have? 24. Shit, bro. Total. You don't have to go anywhere else if you came to Omaha. You could just come here, have cocktails. Come on up. Have spirits. Have um, jalapeno pineapple uh, brews, but yeah, some really good stuff, man. And I was trying the whiskey. The whiskey's aged for two years in what? What uh, oak barrels? Right, American oak charred barrels. So they char their barrels oak. It's got a beautiful color to it. And then we have uh, a whole host of different. He's got a flight of beers going on right there. You want to tell us about some of the beers that you so got? These in two, front of did us? you eat lunch? Because uh, these are some some high octane beers here. I have not. Okay, but, perfect. But it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, the first one is I'm pretty proud of this. So uh, the Great American Beer Fest is coming up, uh, probably six weeks or so. I don't know. First week of October, six eight weeks. And uh, so we entered five beers in, and these are two of them. Nice. And the first one. So I got two of them. So our uh, Belgian triple. I'm really proud of. So we had fun with this. In the past, we've put a ton of honey. We get some. Uh, some fresh orange blossom honey, and we put a ton of it in, which is great. That's fucking awesome. But I'm pretty stylistic. I'm pretty OCD when it comes in. I'm like, all right, we're here to win some gold medals. And so we tweaked it a little bit, and I was kind of nervous because there are a lot of faithful fans for this beer. And so we kind of dialed it back, and uh, I think it turned out pretty well. It's a 10% Belgian triple. We did. Uh, I changed the yeast up. So 10%. We, actually, we have authentic uh, Trappist yeast. That is used over in Belgium. Yeah. 
over there in Europe, and so it's it's uh, I enjoy it. It looks good. beautiful, by the way. It looks like uh, orange blossom honey. <laughs> that and uh, it's steeped with uh, fresh orange peel, orange peels. Nice, man. Mm-hmm. So it's, that sounds tr- amazing. Ooh, I haven't had this in a week. That is really good. <laughs> wow, man, that's awesome, man. And then uh, so that one's going to be entered in the. What is it? The the Belgian or it'll be in Belgian triples. Belgian triples. Okay, awesome, man. So if you're going out, uh, we'll actually have this on tap as well out in Denver. So if you're heading out to Great American Beer Fest, there's tens of thousands of people that go out there. So, so this one isn't available right now in the tap room. It is, and it's in cans as well. Oh, right on, man. There you guys go, man. So uh, what's the what's the distribution of of your guys' canning line look like right now? Where can people? Um, if we Five states total, including, I assume, uh, most people watch from KC. Yeah. We do, we do distribute in KC. All right, right on. And uh, we get anything, anything we have on tab, and uh, we just got to get a hold of our distributor. If there's something in particular you're looking for, ask for it, and we can send it down there. We, I did a, the KC Beer Fest in uh, February. Are you going to be back? to? I'll the- come back. Is that like a, is it Union Station? Oh, oh yeah. Okay, that one. Is it uh, February? One, when yeah. Was- I was thinking it was uh, there's one called uh, KC Beer Fest that was oh. that's downtown. Maybe it's called Union Station Beer yeah, Fest. Yeah, I, some, I know which one you're talking about. Sorry, though. KC. No, I'm, no, it's I used to live in KC. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. I lived in Overland Park for a couple of years. All right, right so, on, man. Cool. Used to go to all the Royals games for like four dollars a piece at front row. That's when they were terrible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. But anyway, I was there and we uh, we had lines and everybody loved our stuff and everybody's like, "Wow, I wish we got this down here in Kansas City." I'm like. You know what? I think you do because I'm I'm sitting here a little bit uh, shocked. That I are, are the spirits also available in Kansas City? No. Okay. All right. No. No. I'm, I'm I feel like such a dick right now because I'm like <laughs> I didn't even know that Brickway wasn't. Hey, sorry guys. And I I'm always at the. You know what? I, but no. You know what? You guys are on my radar now. Okay. Anything? Can we get jalapeno? Peels is that in? Of a course, keg? that's the one you ask for. That's what we don't package. Ah, okay, well, all right, my you bad. can get it in kegs. You can get it in yeah. kegs. But you do have the lime peels, though. Yes, that's in cans. Okay. Um, and I, you know what? I want to say we have sent the jalapeno pineapple pills in kegs. But as for where it goes in Casey, I yeah. don't know. Well, and I have g- seen it go as far east as St. Louis now. If you guys so. do, uh, so you got a rep down there, or no? No, okay. not down there specifically. Okay. But our distributor comes up about once a month. Who and, is the distributor? Uh, Sparta. Sparta. Okay. Um, if you let me know when you guys get up, <laughs> like, hey, you don't have to. If you do, I'll try to. I'll we'll fucking send a, a mob of people over to drink down all yeah. the jalapeno pineapple. We'll make <laughs> as much as you want. So, and right on, man. So yeah, we have. Uh, and I didn't finish the answer. So we have Missouri, Iowa, South Dakota, of course, Nebraska. There's one more. Man, I um, should probably know that it's not Kansas, right? Because well, you, we're Missouri. not in Kansas. Oh, okay, that's All weird. Right. That's probably because I'm in. I live in Kansas, and I, you know, I, I rarely go over the most side to buy beer because I, I have my little local spots right there. Even though there's some really, that might be why I haven't seen the Brickway shit as much. You know what I mean? Right. Because yeah, I'm kind of pissed that I didn't know that. <laughs> it's like like yeah, kicking myself. Well, I'm interested in now. So how did you hear about Brickway if you've Really never had our stuff. Nate. Oh, Nate. Nate told okay. you guys got to go. Uh, Nate. Uh, Thank you, Nate. No, for sure. Yeah, he's the one who led us down. No, no. and I actually looked it up on, uh, okay. So I posted that I was going to be in Omaha, and then I said I was going to visit you guys. Okay. And the reason why you guys were on my radar is because I went to Beer Advocate, and I just looked up um, ratings. Oh, okay. And you guys came up. 
Yeah, you were one of the better rated. And I looked at some of the stuff that you guys had, and I was like, yeah, that looks like a place I would want to check oh. out. Well, thanks for so, checking us out. So we did that, and then Nate got a hold of me and said, hey, you're headed down to Brickway. That's my boy. Oh. And I was like, oh, well, fuck. Well, cool. we're definitely going to do it now for sure. So, my yeah. boy Nate. Yeah, yeah. And so we were going to come here yesterday. Oh, you didn't? You didn't? Stop by yesterday then. No, no. Okay, you saved no. it for today. No, okay. yeah. Yeah, okay. so we said, okay, well, we'll just stop by tomorrow when we have uh, access to Mitchell, who um, has been up since 4 in the morning. Oh, <laughs> well, I got here at 4. <laughs> yeah. Bro. So I got up earlier. Oh, so he's up Every day. Every day. There's so much so much to do here every day. So but you, it's fun. It's fun. So you guys want to be a brewer. A lot of guys have a dream of being a brewer. What's, what's the reality of it, man? Like if... People want to be in this, not just be in the brewing industry. A lot of people want to own it, but yeah. um, I guess some of the differences, you know, between uh, wanting to own it or be in it, like from your perspective, you know, what kind of person does it take to um, excel or, or, or even uh, enjoy this kind of business? Because I think people look at it and they're like, oh, I could drink beer, you know, I'm yeah. going to stop in and, and I'm going <laughs> to float around. And uh, that's what they think. I get to talk to Reuven. No, honestly, yeah. yeah. <laughs> And then you get to do these things like, wow, they just get drink beer all day. Yeah. Well, What's the reality, man? Well, it's it's not as, you know, gloom and doom as you think. But, you know, brewing, it's it's like, this is the way I put it when I do tours. It's about, it's 95% cleaning. You have to love to clean. You're a glorified janitor. You have clean, 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 OCD. It's all about because the beer will let you know if you're not clean. I love that, man. You have to make sure everything is down to the T. It's very high maintenance. A certain temperature, a certain time, it's got to be clean, 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 clean. It's like 95% of being a brewer. Then there's about 4% of the time you're actually doing the stuff I did today. So you're brewing, you're filtering, uh, kegging, whatever the case may be, canning. Which So that's a lot of manual labor. We're like a production facility. That's, that's what we're doing. And then that 1% that's left, that 1% is rock star status. Okay, and that's okay. what people see. They go to brew fest and they think, "Oh, you just drink all day. This is so cool." Oh, my wife wants to do this. My girlfriend, my boyfriend, my husband. How do you get into this? I'm like, "Okay, hold on." <laughs> and just so enjoy I, cleaning. <laughs> yeah, but everybody sees that one percent. That's what they want to do. And so I always encourage. And uh, so I've been. This is my third, my third brewery. And I always encourage people to come volunteer and help out packaging and stuff like that first. And 80% of the time, people are like, yeah, this is not what, I thought not what they thought it was. Right. I love that you um, mentioned the um, aesthetic, like the cleaning part. Uh, um, so important, man. It's huge because yeah. you want you, – uh, the brewer has a vision of how he wants to execute a particular beer, right? And right. then there's all this shit that can get away with that, right? And it seems like um, inadvertent uh, organisms or, or off flavors, all oh, the yeah. things that can go wrong. Yeah. Uh, so you know how, the best way to avoid all that is to make sure you have almost pristine, clean lines, clean materials, clean uh, it should equipment. Be yeah, it should be simple, but it's it's kind of overlooked because it's like, oh, I'm out of time. Uh, it's not going to make a difference, but it does. And so I highly encourage if you're looking to get into that, maybe not so necessarily the the owning aspect, but maybe uh, just learning to do it beyond home brewing. I would dig into uh, self-study on becoming like a, a beer judge, the BJCP program. Uh, it'll help you really kind of understand and identify like what each each beer is going on. So when you're drinking the Belgian Triple, you, you should kind of know what you should be smelling, what you're tasting, what should be in the finish, like the ingredients. You, you should know from start to finish, in general, what every style should be doing 
especially if you're already in it and um, you're making these styles. Because you know, there's a lot of times I'll go to the breweries and they advertise this style and you know, I'll taste it. And I'm like, it's not the style. Not even close. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. It's not even close. I'm like, that, it, it greatly benefits you to start doing that, doing some self-study. Um, I myself, I went through, so I was on the outside. I did retail and grocery for 16 years. So this is like a second career for me. And uh, the way I wanted to get in was um, through the Cicerone program. I don't know if you've heard of that. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a it's like a wine sommelier, but for the beer side. And so you really got to di- dive into what you can see behind us right over there is uh, the draft techniques and the way you pour beers, um, the presentation, the certain glassware. And then it also goes into uh, styles. It goes into characteristics of ingredients and how to build a beer, how to brew the beer from start to finish, how to sell the beer, uh, cooking with beer, uh, food and beer pairings. And it's all self-study, but it it really greatly benefits you because when I was not in the industry, uh, going through that program really boosted my career to get into that. Like, it made a huge difference. That's fucking awesome, man. There's a a great, tremendous history behind brewing. There's a tremendous history and a respect for... You know the the American uh, craft scene is fairly new. You know it, it's uh, and they've taken the world by storm. You know becoming some of the the greatest brewers in in the world, quite frankly. But yeah, there's a rich history. You know the uh, you know the Belgian styles, yeah. the German styles. You know and 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 then the Americans putting their own unique spin on a lot of these styles. <laughs> but sometimes they they those they fall fucking flat, yeah. right? And it's not uh, respectful of like certain brewing techniques and. Uh, We've all had those beers where you go in and, and your expectation of what a beer should taste like, it, it's just, you know, there's a staleness to it. There's like a, a stringency or something that's just, you know, just off, you know, or these off kind of flavors. So it's a great point that you're saying, you know, to educate yourself on what some of that stuff is, you know, so you're not just, you know, going in uh, uninformed and drinking these styles and not even knowing what you're drinking. And uh, Well, that's the biggest part is that if you want to open a brewery and they're growing it at such a high rate right now it's like a brewery every day i mean i, I want to say we're over like six or seven thousand right now it's an inc- incredible number it's, of breweries that are opening and you got to pay attention to quality over quantity quality is all the aspects so when you've got like a city like omaha or kansas city or wherever the case may be you've got 30 40 breweries that are close by and what's going to differentiate you from the guy next door so you got to find your niche you got to find what's unique and different about you because everybody's doing pastry stouts and grocery beers and everybody's throwing lactose and everything that you can find in the pantry yeah, that's in right. a beer. But like what's going to make you different? Yeah, you got to just completely execute those styles flawlessly. And so we were talking yeah. off air beforehand uh, and we both appreciate this. And I'm not saying like this is like mandatory or anything, but when you walk in, I like if there are 15, 20 beers on tap, I'm going to go for the classic styles that most people think are always boring. But if you could nail a good, like, uh, Pilsner or even, like, an American Amber, like, if you could just hit those styles, that, like, that means more to me and I'm going to stick around and drink something else. Because if you do, like, those big old sticky pastry stouts, you can hide behind some of those flaws and some of that laziness. A hundred percent, man. A hundred percent agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I'm, I love that you said that, you know, being that you're in the trenches, you're doing this thing and that you're, cause that's how I feel about it. Exactly. And, um, uh, yeah, it's tremendous. Uh, nailing those, uh, quote unquote, simpler styles that people think are simple. They're not, they're, they're oh. actually hard to execute. If you can do that, then you can move on and, yeah. and do some of those better beers. And, and then there's that expectation that those beers 
are going to be done at a high level, man. What uh, <laughs> other beers do we got in front of us, man? <laughs> well, this other one is uh, this is the this is the end of the game right here. That's what it's called? No. <laughs> I was like, holy shit, that's an awesome name, <laughs> Well, dude. it's called Epic Blackout Stout, so it will, yeah. it is a game changer in the this game is, ender. This is the end of the game. <laughs> well, yeah, so that's like 4.5%. This, on the other hand, this is no joke. Excuse me. So before I started here, I heard about this beer, and it was it's a 17% stout. Look at that. It looks like midnight. It looks like a midnight. A Kansas City, uh, Omaha Midnight. 17%. And I was pretty skeptical. I'm like, 17 There's bro. no way it's 17 Because it doesn't drink like it. It doesn't finish like it. And it's a silent killer. But the thing is, it is. Now that I've brewed it myself, <laughs> it is every bit of 17 In fact, this one is 17.3%. And so what is, what is that? Is that just a, a like the, the, a, a massive amount of green and oh, yeah. malt? Or it's, a, it's a huge malt bill. Very little water. And you get very little yield. So it's a small amount that ends up in your fermenter. You guys got to barrel that shit. You have. You have. Well, yeah. This is, I, I forgot which one I poured. I don't remember. This is the barrel aged one. Wow. So actually, I just freshly you can one see, of your whiskey barrels. Yeah, you can see about nine or ten over there. You can't see it. Sorry. Uh, that's this year's. It's going to be released in uh, February of 2020 for Omaha Beer Week. In how, fact, le- how legit is that? They brewed. They distilled their own whiskey. They put that shit in a barrel. Let it sit there for two years. Pulled that whiskey. Whiskey, right? Yep. And then they put in their massive uh, malt-heavy badass stout in that one. How long did it sit in the barrel? Uh, for a year. And, that's and they got takes. a 17%. This, that's an awesome stout, man. Well, I forgot. I haven't even had it yet, and I already like yeah, it. I can smell it from here. <laughs> so it's a 17%, and the thing to get up that high, you got to add a bunch of sugar. There's, It's not a secret. Nobody can get that high with just malt alone. It's just not possible. So you have to add dextrose and different types of sugars in the in the boil to get that high. And then you need special yeast. There are certain strains that are designed to go that high so they don't kind of just tucker out at the end. Uh, that's the only way to get that high on that. So it's 17.3%. And, it um, smells like dark chocolate, man. It's awesome. Yeah, I get it. Just Why have you not nose. tried it yet? Try it. I know, I know. Well, that I, one's I was, yours. He's drinking. Oh, mine. you, you. Oh, 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 you. Okay, <laughs> right yours. on. No, I just smelled it. I'm I didn't just kidding. It. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I said uh, February, but next I didn't year, realize that. Though, I thought maybe there were different ones. Okay, good. Man, oh man, that's freaking awesome, yeah. dude. I love it, man. You get that um, that licorice, dark chocolate. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's a. It's got a nice body to it, man. And so some Cicerone terms, if you're looking to get into that and that type of study. So there's also some other things, some oxidation. So as it ages, it's going to add some other notes. So you've got light notes of like this tobacco and like a little bit of sherry. And so it's, the thing is, especially when you're aging uh, bigger beers, especially on the stouts, uh, you might see some ratings that will say, oh, it's too thin. Well, that's what happens when you age beers. And so the thinness. Do they thin out, really? They thin out. And that's not a but bad thing. But this is not thin, though, dude. Look at that. It's it, just like... Well, I've had so, so much of it, I can tell. Look at but that <laughs> shit, dude. It's like just clinging to the glass, but okay. Yeah, so that's it's got legs. It's definitely got legs. Yeah, so yeah. that's what that is called. So... That's kind of clings to the sides. Oh, man. And I'm going to let you finish, because I just bought it into what you're saying. Oh, you're what, what are you saying? The barrel aging thins it? Or what did you say? Yeah, barrel like Just aging in general. Oh, aging. Will thin out the, will thin out really? the barrel. But that's not a bad thing. So if you're looking to be an untapped expert or whatever, 
Because that's, that's a misconception, I think, what you're trying to break here. It is a misconception. And then um, it just it happens. That's just one of those things over time. And it's not an undesirable quality for that type of beer. See, man, and I was always thinking that it was, man. I didn't know. Yeah. I thought, like, oh, if it's not motor oil, yeah, there's something wrong with that, that style of stout. You know, a big stout should be, like, you know, super viscous. Uh, maybe after six months or so. But when I... When I buy barrel-aged stouts or those whales, I'll go buy three bottles at a time, and then I will age those. I'll drink one now, I'll drink one in a year, and then drink one in three years. And you can definitely tell the difference as it thins out. And so you got like this, no matter what beer it is, let's say it's this one. So fresh, this one's pretty fruity. It'll have like this dark prune and figs and raisin juice type flavor tremendous to it. guys and it kind of goes up and down over the years it'll, it'll start to get chocolatey and then it'll get more fruity but there is a time so this one has a lot of fruit in it it tastes yeah. like a nice fruitiness to it yeah. too man like now so that you mentioned like that prune like you said prune date. raisin juice and some chocolate and then to a point there is so no beer can be aged infinitely yeah that's right and that was a misconception before i got into the industry i thought oh if i could buy this 12% stout, I could just age it for 10 years. Every beer is different. There is a day that it dies. So the I would not... The beer died. I've really come around on aging beer. I really wouldn't go... You're really pushing it after three or four years. Is this true that um, when you guys do, uh, when most people bottle or can something like this, mm-hmm. that they, if it's drank fresh at that moment, that that's kind of the vision of what that brewer had, or do they want people to sit on a beer like this? Yes and no. Okay. I've also seen King Grossman, the founder of Sierra Nevada. Uh, they make Bigfoot barley wine. Yeah, they, he's come out publicly and said, "Hey, don't drink this fresh." Okay, like who makes a product and says, "Don't consume this"? Yeah, it's interesting. But if you drink Bigfoot fresh, it is like hot and it's just overwhelming and like rips the enamel off your teeth. But as Bigfoot ages, it really mellows out and gets smooth. Like it's a really nice American barley wine. Uh, but for the most part, 95% of breweries are like, hey, if I make a product, it is made to consume fresh. How, what percentage did you say? I would say 95. Okay. I mean, like, right, so. you don't want to make something and be like, hey, sit on this. <laughs> I really want you to not drink this yeah. right now. But I would encourage you, like, so when we come out with this next year. I love year, this, by the way, man. I, I really do. Thanks. Dude. And I should have drank that one. I thought these were all different. That's why, oh, I, was, that's no. why I was waiting. I got some for me, and then I got some for you. My man, dude. <laughs> He's looking out for me, and I didn't even realize that's it. I do. I I want to take care of people. Uh, but um, so so uh, the thinness, all right, and this is probably a stupid question, but I'm going to ask it anyway because that's what I do. No. Uh, so is that because it, it still has active organisms that are going to town on the sugars that thins it out? Or what's thinning it out, man? Uh, there's nothing active going on in there. So it's, like, it's not by the time it's... It's uh, just over time. Like you pick any beer, it's just everything kind of breaks down over time. Starts breaking down. Your malts, and that's where like a lot of malts will just start releasing different things, and that's where you get your different flavors. Where like, oh, I used to, ha- I had this fresh, and it tasted really chocolatey and bitter, and now it's not. It tastes like uh, leather shoes, and it's just not <laughs> hoppy. It's not bitter anymore. Well, okay, that's designed to do that. You know, hops, hops, definitely. So you never want to age. Even like imperial IPAs are not made to do that. We're talking like limited amounts of time, maybe three or four months. If you really like that sweet maltiness. But you can't, hops will break down and go away very fast, uh, except for some barley ones. There are some hops that are designed, and if you want to get nerdy, we're going like level nine stuff here right now. Hell but, yeah. So go your, ahead. Your, your hops have different acids. You've got your alpha acids and your beta acids. 
So your alpha acids will fade pretty quickly. So a lot of big American hops that rip your face off, high in alpha acids, and but they're made to be consumed fresh, but they will fade pretty quickly. Now, beta acids, they're meant for the long haul. So like your English barley wines, they really hold up over time. Interesting. Your beta acids uh, will kind of, like over time, they start to release, and then just like they, they stay right here the whole time. Uh, and so that's why... Like in barley wines, if you want to look, if you're into hops and you're home brewing, you're looking at I have those a numbers. Boy that loves barley wines. Are you a big barley wine guy? I love them. They seem like they're like oh, they're your uncle's beers. They're old school. Like, yeah, it's, it's no. kind of not. It's not been in the um, mainstream as much. I know that there's like the big yeah. stream. I mean the the. Uh, That's fine. That means more for me. Yeah, so I'm good with that. Well, you know, and then I say that, but you know. Um, they have like it's still in that big beer category, which yeah. is still super sexy right now, right? right? But it, it takes second fiddle. It seems to like these uh, these stouts. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm always okay with it. So if you're trying to select a hop, and you're home brewer, you're, you're in the brewing industry, and you want something that will remain hoppy and remain bitter over time, you need the beta. Well, you need something that's like a pretty equal, like in a number, your alpha and beta, and the number doesn't really matter. Ah. It's it's more like let's say ten percent. You want something that's close, like 10 alpha and like 8 or 9, like within 5% of that alpha and beta. You want to stay very close in those numbers, and that is a good indication that hop will hold up over time as you want to age that, if you really want those characteristics to last over time. And Corey just got here, and I immediately gave him the 17% alcohol beer. <laughs> oh, this is the guy Which you keep he ragging loves. on. He loves Oh, yeah, I've been uh, just decimating Corey. Hi, Corey. Mitchell. So Corey's here, man. Uh, um, I don't have a mic for you, and that's good. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> um, dude, so, you know, um, I don't want to take up all, all your time. I could talk to this guy all day, man. He's just so knowledgeable and stuff. Uh, just wanted Beer. to get in a little bit of the, the, the spirit conversation, okay. man. Uh, so, um, you they're ahead of the curve over here at Brickway, and as far as, um, like, it's awesome, like, in a lot of ways, right? So you guys have been around already doing the brewing, but like a lot of people are trying to do distilling now. You guys were already doing that from the jump. What, what's that journey been like? And uh, they make a tremendous whiskey. I had a, a shot of the uh, bourbon and their straight up whiskey. Both of them fantastic. They're uh, they have their own uh, mini uh, barrels that they're they're aging these uh, bottles in, and they've won some awards from it. So, you yeah. know, just talk a little bit about sure. uh, the distilling side of it. I'm There's pretty still proud a whole of that. other. Yeah, we've been just talking nothing but beer, and there's oh, still yeah, that beer. whole distilling shit. We're also shit. distillery. So I'm pretty proud of that. So our owner, founder, Zach Tremer, uh, has had over two decades of experience, and he has he's classically trained and a master distiller from Scotland. And so a lot of roots, a lot of background. And so our stills, which I don't think you can see. Can I rotate this for a second? Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, move it. Am I going the right way? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, man, I don't think Is you can see it? it. Is that not it? Sort of. Like right well, it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but those are our stills, and I'll, I'll post some pictures of it. I'm going to post yeah. the pictures of the stills. I, I took a lot of uh, stills of the stills. Oh, that's <laughs> hey. where, that's that's where we're at in today. That's that's what 17 percent styles will do. And there you, you go. sound like freaking Dr. Seuss. And right that's there. why I have my own show, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I need to give me one of those. How do I get one of my own shows? I you like just, this. Yeah, it's just the internet, man. Yeah, the internet. I have no credentials. Uh, 
<laughs> I'm just an I, asshole that puts a mic in front of people's face. And sometimes drinks. I feel like that. I'm like, I have no credit. What am I doing? Yeah. I don't even know how no, to brew. You, you have. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. Mitchell has a, a, a tremendous amount of knowledge, man. And I, I totally appreciate that when I was saying some stuff that, you know, some people f- find controversial. Like, like you because a lot of people just go into a brewery and then order that that big ass stout right there, yeah. and then uh, because that's what everybody wants. Everyone wants a new thing. Like, what's the craziest newest shit? I swear, man, I'll go in there. I want to try your pills. I, I want to try whatever your flagship. Uh, if it's your blonde, a lot of times it's a blonde ale. If it if they're doing a lot of ales, a lot of people aren't doing lagers. You guys are doing lagers. That's a tough. Uh, Lots of them. Yeah, that's a tough. Uh, um, style to nail people think lagers are just some cheesy ass shit you know that cold fermentation shit's no joke you know and uh talking about the the cleaning aspect of it and all that man i really appreciate it man it's a, like a lot of great knowledge so along we were talking to uh, um you got the the steels you were talking about over here yeah so we do that uh so we've been around for almost six years now uh the first in the city to do it and from our single malt whiskey from grain the glass we make that in-house and so it's from the same process. Glass. I love that phrase. I know. That makes it, it's like from the very first of the malted barley to the final product in the glass. We make that in-house. Uh, just, it's just like brewing beer. We, make, we go through the same process, the same amount of stuff. The only thing is, there's only small differences. We don't add hops to it. Uh, instead of calling it wort. So if you're familiar with the brewing process, you make wort, goes over to the fermenter, uh, add yeast, and we're making beer. But we call it uh, wash. So it's uh, like a whiskey wash. But we still do an 11-hour brew day. Uh, we send it over fermenter. We ferment it just like beer. We add yeast and all that good stuff. And then when it's done, we'll send, we'll transfer that all over to the still. And um, we boil that. We make our own whiskey from start to finish. And it's won a couple gold medals at the L.A. Invitation the past couple years. And I'm not, I'm still learning a lot about the whiskey process. So I don't think I'm biased because I'm like, I don't really know. But I think it's pretty good. It's fucking good. And I, I am a bourbon guy. You guys know I'm a bourbon enthusiast. Uh, I'm a whiskey enthusiast, and uh, I really enjoy their stuff. Nate Sellergren, man, he just joined us. What up, Doc? <laughs> We're here, bro. Thank you, Nate. Nate. Shout out to Dogfish Head. Is there any, you know, I, I'm, I don't want, man, it's been a joy just chilling with you, man. man. You this is fun. brew some awesome fucking beers, Thank man. You. You're, you're fucking killing it. Appreciate it. I love the habanero, I mean the the jalapeno pineapple pills. I love the the barrel aged stout that you got going on. This triple uh, Belgian is Thank fucking you. beautiful, and uh, you have a great place here, man. I uh, wish you uh, tremendous success. Is there any final thoughts you have? Kansas City, we have these beers in Missouri. Go out and get you some Brickway. Uh, he says, "What up? What's up, crew?" Nate, you Nate, dog. We've been giving you shout outs the whole time. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. So you don't have. You don't have to. Now we just hate you. So <laughs> <laughs> we're like, "Where's Nate?" Nah. <laughs> no, I, I would say, uh, you know, I would encourage you. Like, so I do a lot of brewery hopping, and like we spoke about earlier, when you go in, find something very classic and simple that may not be super popular on the radar right now, but find something like a very simple, simple recipe, a simple style, and see if that really matches up. What's fun for us, if you're really nerd now, if you're watching, you're. You're a nerd, all right? Just get over You're it. You're a fucking beer nerd, You're dude. a beer nerd. So what you need to Nerds. do, you need to download the BJCP app. Not so too nerdy, you, bro. No. I'm just kidding. <laughs> and I want you to check out and see if it actually matches up to the classic style. And it'll tell you everything about this style, from aroma to flavor to mouthfeel to everything you should, from start to finish. 
and it'll be a fun game. Like when you drink this beer, is it what it says it is? Hell yeah, it's fun. It's a game, but it's also man, it helps with your training, it helps with your sensory, and it's a lot of fun. Beer is a, is a journey, and everybody does it differently, and it's it's great to see out in the community. And side note, I love the fact that this is one of the few industries we all work together. We're like, oh yeah, we're kind of like on the same team. Like oh, so we talked about that. There's a brewery that way, maybe 80 feet, a different brewery, and like if I need something, I'm out of something. I go knock on the door. I'm like, hey, I need a cup of sugar. What it's, other industry does that? By the no, way, nothing. And like me being in retail, it's not like Walmart can go knock on Target's door and be like, hey, can I borrow some batteries? That's not a thing. That doesn't happen. But it happens with us, and like it's it's us versus the big guys, and so support. Local craft beer, support independent beer, because now these crafty beers, like, you know, AB and Goose Island, they call themselves crafts, so and now the word is independent. Yeah, it's getting tricky, man. So support independent beer. It's us versus them. Uh, when you're looking on the shelves, they're trying to cram the shelves with the crafty stuff. So you got to watch, watch it. Look for that independent seal. Come by. If you're ever in the Omaha area, seriously, ask for me, Mitchell, and I'll give you some tasters. Like on the corner of the bar, which is right... I'm trying to do the opposite here. The right, there's the oh. corner of the bar, <laughs> right there. Yeah. So come up and ask for me. We'll do some uh, whiskey tasting. We'll do some beer tasting. How fucking real is that, man? Come down to Omaha, Kansas City. Holler at your boy Mitchell. Tell him the Casey Social sent you, man. I love hanging out with you, brother. Thank hey, you so much, man. It's been a by. pleasure, man. Shout out to Nate Sellergren, man. We will catch you on the motherfucking flip side. Cheers. Okay, so that was the end of Mitchell's interview with Brickway. Tremendous amount of knowledge. Great interview. Great insight. I know you guys love that. We're going to switch gears now, and then I'm going to go to the night before when Corey and I were at Cross Train, and uh, Corey and I get into a discussion on, on three particular subjects, and then we just shoot the shit. And so without anything further, here is my man, Corey Hockler. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Ruven Ortiz, and I'm here with my man, Corey Hockler. I'm out of, I'm, I'm out of captivity, so yes, Cor- he Corey's is. in the wild, as they say. Yes, for sure, and we're here at Cross Strain Brewing Company in Omaha, Nebraska. Beautiful, man. And uh, I just had a badass beer. It was like a, what was it, Habanero Lime? Yes, it's uh, there. That was this one. Um Happy Hour Heat, which is a lime and a habanero and a aji amarillo pepper walk into a bar, into a beer. Lime and habanero beer, man. I'm all about it, dude. I love that kind of. So it's like a real limey beer with a little bit of uh, heat to it, man. It's amazing. And we're just going to have a good time, man. We, we got a, a couple of uh, subjects that we wanted to touch upon. Um, Cross Strain, fucking beautiful place. You guys, we're going to post some pictures, man. They have this badass graphic behind me with the skull with the butterfly. That's their, what was their beer that's called? That's Fairy Nectar. Fairy Nectar. We have a couple that's of this one. Fairy this is, Nectars. That's, that's their double dry hop Fairy Nectar, and this is the original Fairy Nectar. So he has the original Fairy Nectar? Yes. There's three of them here, bro. This one's Cashmere. This is their other uh, oh. uh, uh, New England IPA. So we got three New England IPAs in front of them. One, the Fairy Nectar, their their flagship new england ipa yeah I guess. they don't even call it new england they just call it american ipa but it's, it's yeah juicy. it's hazy and juicy looking and then this is the double dry hop version yeah so and then gonna uh, be better then we have cashmere it's been a while since i talked to Corey, and uh 
on the podcast. On the podcast, yeah, yeah for sure. So, um, I was on vacation. Yeah, so this is a good time, man. We're we just had some some great food from uh, food truck out here. We're chilling. The dire a lion. Beers. Dire lion. What's food that? Truck. No, oh, it's okay. the name of the food. The dire there. lion. All right, right on, man. I had the fish and chips. You had what? Did you have? I had a. Uh, they called it the. It was like a uh, lamb kebab on a. <laughs> hey, That's right. Hey, everybody. Woo! Come on down. We're having a great time. Hey, come on down. <laughs> there, there you go, live from Omaha, Nebraska, man. No, nobody right. does that in Kansas City. I know, right? I know. <laughs> but pe- pe- bike, bikers are that way. Like road that's bikers, awesome, man. Yeah. That's, no Maybe it'll does. happen a little bit more, too, man. So, yeah. You, oh, this is double dry hopped IPA. is fantastic, man. Cheers. Cheers, Corey. Cheers. It's, um, everybody, uh, have an excellent uh kickoff to your weekend hopefully you get to watch this it'll help you kick off your weekend because we're going to be drinking some brews while we're down here in omaha man we got a whole lineup ahead of us we'll probably just do this live segment from here and we'll just show pictures on social media of the other place but this will be the only live shit we do and the only podcast we do while we're here yeah and then we'll just post social media pictures of the beers and the other adventures that we'll be getting in. We're going to be going to, like, uh, there's a brothel, I think, just. Uh, oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, no, 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 there's not a brothel here. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I don't may, think so. There may be. We don't know. Yeah, or I don't know. And we, Reuben we, may know. <laughs> he probably does know. There is one. Okay, so he knows. Just kidding. There, I don't know. I have it's no It's a good idea. thing Mary doesn't listen, right? I know, yeah. Good thing. My, she. Yeah, I know, right? I can say whatever. <laughs> my wife does not listen to the show. <laughs> so, anyways. Uh, cheers, guys! He probably Kick sees off. the notification. Goes, oh, he's I know. Fuck, he's, yeah. he's, he 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 has himself on Peyton Manning's body. What is he doing? Peyton so, Manning, Omaha. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I did the yeah, yeah, know, yeah. So but you see how Ruben me. posted a picture of himself, but not of me. Well, anywhere? I didn't know because I didn't know how to do it. Like execute. Like you could have no. been one of the linemen. I thought you were going to put me on the lineman's butt. I know that would have been fun. Yeah, yeah it would have been weird. It would have been, been uh, <laughs> cheesy. But yeah, I and then I didn't have a good laugh. picture of you, like, looking behind. You know what I mean? Looking back at me. Ah, that's weird, too. Right, <laughs> that uh, makes it worse. <laughs> so, anyways, we have yeah, a... Let's, uh, let's not do it. Good, good thing you didn't do that. We have a few uh, subjects that I had canned for us to talk about, and uh, one of the first things that we were going to talk about, we are excited about, like, Bourbon County Style Goose Island. Hey, look at... What up, Bobby? Hey, Bobby, how are you doing? <laughs> We're going to talk about Bourbon County Style. I'm sure you're pretty pumped about that. Goose Island uh, released their uh, 2019 Bourbon County Stout Woo! beers. <laughs> That's right. She's back. She's two-fisting it right yeah. there. So um, Stay, if, if you're in Omaha and watching this, watch out for the drunk bike lady because uh, you're going to be in trouble. Just for saying. sure, 100%, man. And there's like a nice little crowd going on over here. We're in a section off of uh, 422. There's like a, a, quite a few breweries in this area, right? Yeah. So they're all kind of centered Within around here. a couple here. of miles of here. Nebraska Brewing is over here. Uh, Infusion. What? Infusion. And then there's 9 to 5 or 5 to 9? Three. I, I thought it was 3. I, I, I don't know. It's like 5 to 9. Hold on. I'll look it up. We'll find out. We're going to find out soon enough. But uh, Bourbon County Stout came out with their, uh, what they're going to line up is going to be for 2019. So I thought we'd go over some of those and uh, see if there's anything you're excited about. Of course, they have their flagship beer that came out in 1995. I love Bourbon County Stout. Do you love Bourbon County Stout? Yes. It's almost, everybody loves it. You know, it's, it's if you like stouts. 
It's good to look. And they have an awesome Russian Imperial Stout here that we'll be trying. So hopefully that'll turn out pretty good. 11% ABV. It's not barrel aged, but it sounds pretty tasty. Uh, so they, so Bourbon County, you know, their original flagship Bourbon, which is the only Bourbon County Stout that I seem to get my hands on. It's pretty hard to get a uh, hold of the variants in Kansas City, although Corey has an orange I Bourbon County. Orange that I got from Ed. Fucking bastard. He's been holding out on me. See, I didn't no, know I, until we I, talked I, about it. I literally this. got it like a month ago. He finally sent it literally to me. Literally got it. On me. No, he, he's been it. sitting on it. No, it's been a month. He's been sitting on it. That's why I didn't put him on the, on the Omaha right. picture. <laughs> so, uh... So, so I'm not going to share it with him then since he's going to be a dick about it. <laughs> they got that. And then they're going to have an 11-year-old Elijah Craig barrel and a 12-year-old Elijah Craig barrel. A stout aged in 11 and 12-year-old Elijah Craig barrel. So they're going to have the Elijah Craig bourbon barrel county stout. If you're not a big bourbon fan, I don't know how excited you are about the Elijah Craig barrel. Last year they had uh, Knob Creek. and so Did you it, have that or you didn't have that no. one? I don't get a hold of a lot of these variants, man. So they're, they're kind of hit and miss. Hey, everybody out City. there, you know, invite us. If you guys get a hold of some of these Bourbon County fucking variants, man, holler at your boy, bro. Call me over for a share. I'll bring something. He'll bring some It'll bourbon. It'll be terrible, but I'll no, bring, you can bring oh, some. Yeah, I could bring bourbon. I'll bring bourbon by. You can invite me to drink your Bourbon County style variant, and I'll have some bourbon to match it. In fact, I have Elijah Craig 12 year. Ooh. Pairing. Yeah, I think the Elijah it's like a vertical. Wouldn't it be a vertical because it's an eleven and a twelve? How do you how do you pair bourbon with bourbon? Can, can you do? That? I mean, that you it'd can be, do anything. It you seems want. like it would overpower America. it, though. It'll overpower. Uh, yeah, it would. But I don't know. Yeah, it'll overpower some of those nice chocolatey flavors. <laughs> Trample them, I think, is the word you're looking for. How's that? Uh, I'm fantastic! That. I'm it's good. It's really good. Try some of the original. Is it a higher ABV? The double. The double is six. No, they're both six point two. So it's just a little bit more hoppy. You know, there is significantly more hops in that one than the one I just had there. Oh, this is delicious. Yeah. This one's The way double. Better. Go with the double. Go with the double. Go with the double. Go with the double. You come down to cross strain, go with the double. The only thing is you can't get a crawler of the double, Tell them the Casey Social sent you and you want the double. And these pours are huge, by the way. This is this is 650 for the regular. Nice. That's a huge pour Yeah, for I always, you know what, uh, when I come to a place like this, I think a lot of times the play is to get the the flight, mm-hmm. which we got a flight anyways, but no, we, we get didn't. the flight of the full pours. <laughs> Good douche. Good douche. And before anyone asks, Good yes, we, we are Ubering. So yes. In case anyone's worried. Yes. I know you guys are concerned about my safety. My safety. And uh, they're more concerned about me. Yeah. And, I disagree. Uh, so, yes, we're Ubering. All right, on but to the to, next. And now yeah. I'm going to try Is this cashmere. even interesting? Are you finding this interesting, the Bourbon County variants? We can we can go through it because it's... And then they got the two-year Bourbon County style, uh, two-year reserve. So it's two years. Holy shit, two years in an 11-year-old uh, Knob Creek uh, barrel. So they put that Bourbon County style so is there in a, a re- barrel for two fucking years. I wonder if the ABV just goes through the roof on that. Probably. Um, but why do they do 11? Is there a reason they're doing 11 as opposed to 12? Or No, it's just what they got a hold of. So, okay. So they, they pulled an 11-year-old Knob Creek whiskey, and then that, that's so, you know, it was aged in that barrel for 11 years. Yeah. And so they're just giving the age statement on it. 
Then they're putting the Bourbon County in there. And they're no, saying, no, I know, but why, I, I just find it odd that 11 just seems like such a random... It, it's, it's whatever... Um, I think oftentimes it's whatever the distiller thinks is that sweet spot. They're like, this this is not going to get any better out of this barrel. After If it ages a little bit more what, here. So how long is it usually barrel age for? Like bourbon. Is like 10-year, like a mark where we they sell 10-year or is 12-year? Like, There's a minimum. Like, and I don't, I don't know what that minimum is, but it's it's not it's I think it's like six years or something. Okay. No, yeah. and I didn't know if it was something where well they, they you know they, there's a whole bunch of ten Could year four, ten year know. bourbons that they put out and the, therefore they get it on the eleventh year. So that's the only reason. No, no. So if you're a master distiller, this is what my, my limited understanding is: if you're a master distiller, and I know nothing about bourbon, so I'm I'm well equipped to have this conversation. So you, you have your. You have it in the barrel, right? There's certain ones that you think are are are, are maturing and are are going to end up tasting better if you leave them there longer. Okay. There's some that they think, okay, this is capped at what the potential for this particular batch is at 11 years. We're pulling this one now. It could be so awesome that they're like, we need to leave this one a little longer. Okay. And then those ones, that's why typically the 23-year bourbon, you know, those are bourbons that they think, oh, man, we could even get more out of this. We could get more... Sometimes they reach their potential after two years or you know okay. six years, and they're like, "All right, we're pulling this shit. This just has no potential. It could go up to the ten-year mark, the twelve-year yeah. mark. So yeah, so ideal. I mean, twelve-year-old Elijah Craig should be some pretty good shit. You know what I mean? And then they're putting that in there. So, um, and then leaving it longer is going to impart more of the bourbon flavors in there, and it's going to also uh, impart some more alcohol, right? So yeah. you're going to get a more robust bourbon flavor out of something that's aged in a barrel for two years. Versus, you know, and that's kind yeah. of common sense, right? So Then they have the reserve rye bourbon. God, they got a lot of variants. Oh, this one's aged in Rittenhouse rye. Rittenhouse rye is a bourbon that's uh, pretty affordable. I think you could get it for like $16. It's got that more spicy, you know, rye whiskey flavor. So that should be a real interesting flavor. And I think that one, that one sounds pretty cool. So they aged the Bourbon County in a Rittenhouse rye barrel to get fruity, spicy flavors. That sounds delicious, actually. I'm never seeing any of these, by the way. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm pretty positive that I'm not going to get a hold of any of them. Ruben's those. like, all these sound delicious. I'm not drinking any yeah. of them. So. Every now and then I'll get a hold of something. But, you know, and then they got the proprietor's bin. This one's going to have pecans, coconut, cocoa nibs, But vanilla. you've had the proprietors before, right? At a, at it's always different, though. Okay. So this one it has, um, it's appeared in, in a past version. So I don't know if this is, yeah. So proprietors brand is usually like some weird uh, adjunct flavors, you know, that they'll try and and, and uh, they'll try to bring out some of the some of the uh, flavors that are already in there, like make them more prevalent. And this one sounds like a pretty interesting, you know, it's, it's a mixture of a bunch of past ones yeah. that they had, pecan, coconut, uh, cacao nibs, and vanilla. Um, then there's a coffee, the co- the Bourbon County Coffee de Ola style. I don't know. It's, uh, de Olla. De Olla. Oh, okay. So like Olla is pan. Yeah, yeah so I it's know. Like, okay, I but know. I didn't know that. Not everybody what knows what Olla oh, no, is. No, yeah, no. When you said Olla, then I knew what I was talking about. Yeah. A traditional so Latin-infused Latin. coffee, it says. So cold brew with uh, cassia bark that lends a cinnamon flavor, orange peel, and vanilla sugar. Well, yeah. Is that like just like cane, like that? I, I'm assuming. You know what's that? It's sugar that, uh, raw? that raw sugar that yeah. comes like in a stump. So, all right, anyway. That I wish I That sounds my favorite. Well, I like coffee, so. So, yeah. It'll be interesting. I do, out of all of them, they're going to have the sherry stout, which sounds cool to me. Um, 
This one is going to be um, uh, two different types of cherries. Um, granola. Granola and cherries, bro. So it says uh, Bourbon County beer featuring granola. Granola. After many tweaks, we found a nice mix of granola, oats, brown sugar that gave us pie crust. Then they layered a mixture of Balaton and Montmorency tart cherries. Oh, that one sounds tough. That's a sounds a Dude, good you one. You need to talk to Ralph. And then just to finish things off here with the Bourbon County Stout Talk, they're going to release a variant package that has 2017, 2018, and 2019 packaged together in a trio. What do you think about that? That one I'll probably be able to get a hold of. Well, you hope so. But I I don't know. Just people lose their minds and they just people go beer hunting for that stuff. And then you have to get it on the secondary market. Bastards. And pay too much for it. How dare they? Share. Come on, people. <clears throat> All right. So switching gears. Um, let me have another little sip over here. Cheers, guys. That's the... And the by the way, the cashmere... Is excellent. That's the uh, New England IPA, and it uses a no- Norwegian Kvik yeast and hopped with cashmere and triple pearl hops. So, shout out really to good. Nate Sellergren for uh, hooking uh, telling the suggestion. To come here. Yeah, yeah. And Nate Sellergren told us to come to Cross Drain, so we are here at Cross Drain. And their glasses are nice. That cashmere is good. Yeah, but I love that. that one, isn't that glass cool? There's the some of that like astringency that I'm talking about you, you on this one. You found that one, okay? Yeah, I, I I think so. I didn't mind it. I see. I like yeah. this one. The, the the double dry hopped is superb. Yeah, I get a kind of a little bit of burn on the cashmere. Uh, well, that could just be me though. Is it me? There's a I'm burn, sensitive. but I don't I don't I don't mind it. I kind of like yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. See, I, don't, I I'm like, why is the you know, it's almost like a then chemical gonna, burn. What's funny is now he's going to drink the beer with habanero that's going to give him a burn on the back end. But that Which burn he a, likes. It's a nice one, though. It's not like a, you know, I don't know. It's, it's, it's different. It's a dry heat burn? Yeah, yeah. It's a dry <laughs> heat. <laughs> okay, so this comes from Food and Wine. Uh, beer diversity. We're going upscale now. Uh, yeah, we're going to switch uh, gears a little bit. Uh, way, to, gonna, way to cater to our audience. We're going to talk a little. I know, right? We're going to talk. Well, we, where's the violinist? <laughs> Once uh, this is Mike uh, Pomranz from Food and Wine uh, talks about uh, how the Brewers Association, and this could, I think this has been ongoing for a while, but uh, some statistics came out from them, and uh, they're looking at diversity in brewing, and they're trying to improve that. And they've even hired a uh, diversity. What a, a diversity officer. I don't know what that's, what it's called. I'm trying to see here. But here's some of the statistics, though, that I thought was interesting. It says, and I don't know how much people care or not care about this, but as uh, craftbeer.com reports, according to the brewers that answered the optional diversity data question. Ooh. So these were optional. Uh, yeah, that's interesting already into itself. Uh, the Brewers yeah, Association. <laughs> Association. Hi, hi, hi. hi um, air cancer um yeah but i i still think it's going to be pretty reflective of when i heard the statistics none of them surprised me uh 7.5 percent of brewers are women you know so like that sounds about right like yeah. out of 100 brewers you'd probably find seven that were women you know what i mean it's not it's not uh, yeah doesn't seem unreasonable so they 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 looked into and they found that 7.5 percent of brewers are women 
The number of female staff, though, however, jumps 37% for women in non-production, non-service roles like sales and marketing, which also doesn't surprise me too much. I think uh, now as, uh, you know, um, we're... You know, just in general, we're coming to more educated society. It seems like, uh, and I'm going to be a little bit biased sounding here, but like typically, it sounds like women take better to communications, social media yeah. roles, the marketing. They're 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 very uh, socially adept, and and it would make sense that they would be more represented in that. Although some would say what that there might be a bias that's keeping them out of the brewing stuff, you know what I mean? Which is, that's a big dis- big difference, you know, 7.5 versus 37%, you know what I mean? So it says the only area where women reach a majority is in the service staff. You know, that's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of, and, and, you know, none of these statistics really, um, one of them really jumped out at me, because so, in the service staff part, they're 53%, so, Women represent fifty three percent of service, so that's but about that's, a fifty fifty breakdown. Yeah, and that's 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 typical. I think it's not uncommon for there be for there to be more uh, female wait staff than than male wait staff. It's just I don't know. It's they, I think it would go with normal what what you would expect in in the restaurant or in the food service. And the only thing I could really push back on is that okay, that's fine. Yeah, that's about a fifty fifty breakdown. It makes sense. But then looking at the disparity between the brewers and then also even, you know, even though there's more of them in the marketing, there's still less of them, right? Yeah. So they're marketing and sales, but um, they're a big part of the service part, right? So, but I mean, how, how well balanced can you get? So, um, but that 53% is pretty balanced. Of the 54% of breweries that only had a single owner... So this is 54%. Uh, half of all breweries are single owners, according to the wow. uh, Brewers Association or craftbeer.com. That had a single owner, 96% were male. So, you know, uh, most of the owners in breweries, uh, again, not, not a shocker. If, yeah, and if you're a single owner, the chances are that you're going to be male, and that would explain... Why, why would the single owner be Well, if, if 7%, if like brewers, there's only 7% of women that are brewers, that means 93% yeah. are male. So it makes sense that on a single owner brewery, the likelihood is that that <clears throat> owner is probably the brewer. So you're drawing a correlation between uh, the head brewer and then the, yeah. Which owner. makes sense on the single owner side. On a yeah. single owner side, yeah. Yeah, those are Usually people the that have, the, if, you're, if, you, if you're the only owner of something on something like that, it would just... It's probably your baby, your endeavor. So you're the you're the one in charge of it. There's definitely a lot of women who uh, would love to own a brewery. Uh, it seems to me though, and men because I no like well that but the majority of uh, people. That's where I was going before you cut me off right there. No, no, no. I stepped no. over his joke. <laughs> no, no. I'm just saying that uh, you know, in just uh, observation, I've I've met a lot of guys that that's their dream. Yeah, I haven't met a lot of women that that's their dream. I have met women that it is their dream. Shout out to Service. Shout out to Bree, uh, Burroughs. There's a lot of women that want to be head brewers, right? Yeah. Or that want to own their own brewery. It. I've just met more guys that that's their dream. You know what I mean? Well, but once again, it's, you know, wh- wh- whether we like it or not, the the craft beer arena, there's just... Uh, you know, at this point in time, there's just more men than women, so it's just it just yeah. In goes. general, all across, yeah. And we've talked about that a lot on this podcast. You know, we got to get, get uh, you know, and and 
and even you know going a step further, minorities need to be more involved in beer. Yeah. Uh, how the hell is it? Uh, as much beer that Hispanics consume, black folks consume, that there's such a small portion of the craft beer. And we're sitting here, here, and, and we're, and we're pretty, in Omaha, Nebraska, but, but pretty much any brewery that I go to, you know, and even in New Mexico, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's hard to find a lot of uh, minority craft beer enthusiasts, right? So. I mean, and and they could do a better job of that. We could do a better job of including women. Um, I I've always noticed that at, at beer festivals, I thought they'd be a lot more funner if they had a, a more diverse crowd. And shout out to Hip Hop's Hooray Festival this, this Saturday, correct? Yeah, Hip Hop's is this Saturday talking about diversity in brewing. Go to Hip Hop's on Saturday. Also, I will be at the. Um, most intense happy hour at the KC Live downtown. Is that this Saturday? That's this Saturday. You gonna join me? Probably not. I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna be at the Royals this Saturday. Okay, right on. So, yeah. Well, so if you guys want to go and have a beer with me and work out, what I'll time be there. is that? Yeah, I believe it's around 10 a.m. Around 10 a.m. Yeah. Is there free beer? But I'll, I'll post that on the KC social if you're gonna find out where the uh, uh, most intense happy hour is gonna be. Check us out. We had another. You see that we had another. Dude, yeah, yeah. People in Nebraska it. love being on fucking Facebook. That is right. I don't know if that's good or bad. They just like being on the Casey social. Well, yeah, that's. They heard we were coming. They heard. Yeah, they saw the Omaha. They heard we were coming. <laughs> They're lining up outside. And there you have it. All right, so we'll I do autographs later. Absolutely. Well, you know, autographs is old school. It's all about the selfie now. It's also, oh, that's right. You know, and I'm so old school. I, I prefer the the autograph. Not giving them, getting them. Yeah. You know, like, I, I'd rather have somebody's autograph. Like, I met like I met Muhammad Ali versus, like, I was here with Muhammad Ali. I know Muhammad Ali's not, you know, so, who's more current? <laughs> Too soon, bro. Uh, yeah, I know, right? Uh, uh, Floyd Mayweather? Okay. Nah, picture of Floyd Mayweather. How about fucking Pat, Pat, Patrick Mahomes? So you're old school. Pat Mahomes? Yeah, right. Go yeah, Pat Mahomes. I know, God. Yeah. Everybody loves Pat Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. Would you rather have a selfie with Patrick Mahomes? Or would you rather have an autographed football from Patrick Mahomes? See, I'm old school. I'd rather have the football. I'd rather I'm have old. the football. But, but, I think uh, but if he signs a piece of paper, I'd rather have a selfie. Oh, I know, yeah. So I guess the odds of you carrying around a football is kind yeah. of weird. Or you can pay fucking... That's why bucks. the selfie so... Because like, it's random and occurrences. It's easy. Well, and, and it's just easier. It's just... No, it's no, it, but it replaces, like, I think even when people do a lot of the signings now, they don't do signings. They just do selfies. Selfie, And they'll, they'll do selfies and signings. Do they? Yeah, because I was listening to uh, the the Bill Simmons podcast, and he was talking to Chuck Klosterman, and he said, like, now when he signs his book, he has it. He ends up taking a picture with everyone in line. Well, I'm just speaking from personal experience, and I do a lot more selfies with oh. people than I do uh, <laughs> signing. But that's yeah. just from personal experience yeah, as well, a celebrity. As a celebrity, <laughs> so like a I think you're cr- wrong. A D celebrity or an E celebrity? Oh my god, I'm so far down in the alpha Z. Z? I'm a Mexican. I'm a Z celebrity. <laughs> so, uh, moving right along. Um, the the, as you can see, we're, we're still planning stuff. We'd Anheuser-Busch has... Boo! Re- <laughs> yeah, where supposed to boo? No, no, I'm, I'm, no. I'm, I'm, I don't... I'm, I like Budweiser. So, I'm, I'm, I don't Dude, mind it. Just for the record, <laughs> I hated Budweiser before I drank craft beer, and I fucking I don't like Budweiser. Oh, yeah. He's always... I've always so this not isn't liked, just a no. craft beer thing. No. He's always disliked them. I've not liked it. And I drank the fuck out of Miller Lite, number one. Coors Light I'll do, and 
I'll do Michelob Ultra. It's not bad. And then what was the, the like uh, the low calorie Budweiser? What was it? The uh, Bud, uh, not, not Bud, Bud Ice. Ice. Not no no. Bud Ice is more alcohol. Oh, Select. But Select. But Select. I could drink. <laughs> Corey can drink Bud Select. Do they even fucking still sell that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm sure they sell the shit out of it. Uh, you know, all these beers that people think no one's buying, there's people buying them for yeah. sure. <clears throat> it's just not in the volume that they it once was. But people are drinking less in general. Are they? Yeah, that's what I heard. Fucking I mean, prudes. Yeah. Uh, so and She's back. She's well, back. So this is, a, <laughs> this is an interesting discussion because it, this covers a lot of different stuff. So Anheuser-Busch has recently acquired Platform Beer Company. They entered a partnership with the world's largest beer company, and the terms were not disclosed. But, uh, you know, this goes along the lines of uh, Anheuser-Busch accumulating a lot of different breweries recently. Goose Island, Elysium, Breckenridge, uh, Blue Point, Golden Road between the years of 2010 and 2017. It was a big deal. There's even a book, uh, the Goose Island, uh, it's called uh, Selling Out. <laughs> it's a really good book, though. But um, who did Wicked Weed sell out to? That also, yeah, Anheuser Busch. Yes, are people still mad about that, or is everyone over it? Um, or did people forget? I think it's a sore spot. I, I think there's a lot of people that'll never drink Wicked Weed again, you okay. know, and then they'll never look at them the same. And I know a lot of people pulled out of their festival. Well, well, and, so why did Bourbon County? Why does Bourbon County get or Goose Island get a pass? It doesn't really. I think it was really controversial. Um, but people still buy Bourbon County. They hunt it. It's because not because it's delicious, dude. Yeah, but let's just be real. It's thing. one of the most uh, easily obtainable, like high quality. And that's the thing is, you're like, oh, what beers. the fuck is the big deal? And then you drink one, and you're like, oh, okay, that's why. I don't. I I will always drink Bourbon County. Yeah, style. so it's I even, really good. You know, started off the the top of the segment talking about their variants because you know when it comes out, I'm going to go looking for it. I'm going to drink it. I just had they posted at Crown in Kansas City the the Crown uh, liquor. Royal Liquor? Yeah, Royal Liquor. Royal Liquor, Crown Royal Liquor. Royal <laughs> Liquor uh, off of 103rd and State Line. And they had some Bourbon County stout over there, and I went and snatched up a couple. Oh, of you did? Oh, yeah. Okay. I already drank them, though. So, you asked out. Um, Ruben does not. The keto <laughs> kid does not wait to fucking drink his beer. Yeah, I can't. So, one funny, one interesting thing about, uh, and I haven't had a White Claw yet. Apparently, White Claw is a thing. And What's this, White Claw? This is the seltzer water, uh, oh. alcohol seltzer flavored so they got mango pineapple so i've had a, the truly La, so it's like a Lacroix with alcohol yeah yeah basically oh. these are becoming super popular where apparently uh platform does these so you know it could be a play that anheuser-busch is trying to enter the seltzer market <laughs> it's not enough to own the beer market we also want a piece of that seltzer action it's all about the what Benjamin. do you think of these seltzer things the, the Lacroix. No, no, these Are seltzer you? beverages, these alcohol beverages, they're super popular right now. I mean, oh, sure, I've had drink them. So, yeah, well, you know, um, so I'm not, it's you know, it's, eh, it's whatever. It's flavored water with alcohol. Yeah, it's Lacroix with alcohol. Isn't, that's what I just said. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm just saying. still doesn't listen. Fuck, how long have we been doing? <laughs> still doesn't listen to me. Hurts so, my feelings. <laughs> no, so um, no, but the thing about that, I think it has its place because you know. Um, a lot of people think that they're not going to get as hungover because you're staying hydrated as you're drinking. It's uh, lo- usually lower calorie. They're, you're not having all the grain and yeah. all that. So, I mean, this is kind of the trend. You know, that Isn't a lot that of- what Zima was? No, Zima had a lot of sugar. I Did think. it? Okay. I think it was a more sweeter 
You know what I mean? And these ones, they taste like seltzers, like flavored with fruit. Or other, it's For some reason, I feel like there's not as much sugar in those. But I could be totally wrong. But Zima was like, yeah, I mean, we're kind of going a, back but, to the but, Zima. But in a sense, it's an easy way for them to, to, to get into that game and be able to... Because na- na- now they own it and they can mass produce it and just pump it out. They can advertise it and they can display it and make it huge. So along those lines, they they also own Natural Light and Natural Light, which I, I thought was a joke at first because I, I saw the postings for Natural Light was making their flavored seltzer waters. And no, that's the thing. Uh, and it's becoming cool again na- on some level. Natural Light is? Yes. Oh, well, yeah. They have they, like the, the, flamingo the, yeah, the flamingo and it's like. What was that? Like a lemonade one? I still know it's peach. It's this is a peach well, natural. It's fucking gross. <laughs> <laughs> Quarter But they're trying to be like the paps, you know, like everything old is new again, you know. Fuck, and make Natty Light cool and I don't know. Yeah, so Natural Light will be making a hard seltzer in attempt to provide more affordable seltzer often. So the high-end shit will be Platform Beer Company and then the low-end uh, college frat boy seltzer beer will be the natural light seltzer water so there you have it do they still drink in college no i don't know man they, they don't do a lot of the same shit that we did in college uh, no. it seems like a little bit of a different vibe i know the comedians i, I listen to a lot of comedians and they don't want to go to the college campuses no more because of all the shit they get for inappropriate jokes which is like the whole point of comedy and the whole point of this show as well no, I'm just there, <laughs> no, but we, I, we have we've been very appropriate today. Well, except yeah, for you wearing a tank top, that's no, inappropriate. Yeah, it, super inappropriate. No, I, you know what, man? I find that you know I'm already 42 years old. Uh, you I don't look a day over 44. <laughs> I um, I find that that I used to be like on the side of like I uh, on the on like the um politically correct side of most issues but i think just in time you get older and then you find yourself you know you, you don't you're not it, it's it's harder to stay on that side just because you know the things that you thought were cool the movies you thought you cool the songs you thought were cool They're are suddenly cool sexist yeah. or suddenly misogynistic yeah. and, and it makes sense i i mean some of the shit that frankly i watched in the 80s would not fly right now no you can <laughs> like like a long list of movies you can you know, you can do revenge of the nerds but here's the thing hey I, as a Hispanic American male, was on the the bad side of a lot of that shit. Right? <laughs> so it's it's not like I didn't experience this shit, and I don't know. It's just I'm an older guy, and I have a different perspective. And and so yeah, I find myself like, oh oh, we can't say that anymore. Oh oh, we can't do that anymore. I mean, you need a you need a list of shit. And and Corey always says, well, is it so hard to just be nice? Exactly. Like, yeah, okay. If it bothers someone, just don't do it. It's not. Yeah. Why do you have to make a big deal about it? Just Sometimes do though, it. I'm not aware that it's going to bother someone. But it, but at the moment that you become aware, and that's the thing is, if if you're not aware, it's understandable if you don't if you're not aware. But if someone explains to you, hey, you shouldn't say that because of X Y Z, and you go, well, I don't. Then right there, then it's like, well, why? Then why are you doing it? Is well, wh- it why? Why is it that uh, just because? Or uh, so say somebody does come up with that argument, and, like why can't it be the other way around too? Like, all right, maybe I didn't see it your way. Why do I? I maybe I won't be so sensitive about it next time. But why does it always have to be the compromise to then become more politically correct to the point that like well, we're yeah, just sensitive? The only time you could, the only place you could really say. And you could watch TV right now. You, you're the only like the last 
bastion of free speech is like the podcast right now, right? Like where you're just saying people are just saying whatever they want, and it's my favorite medium right now because TV is just so diluted. Like if you watch Good Morning America, you just want to shoot yourself in the face. The way they speak on there. I haven't watched Good Morning. It's yeah. none of those shows have any but that's, value that's to me. Political, well, because that's but it's where, not because it's political. Yeah, it's correct. so it's just, it's just, it's so it's just diluted. Sugary. Well, it's just it's just but that's where we're headed though with all this kind no, of like but, you can't handle so just sugarcoat you, everything. But you can you can get your point across without being disrespectful to people. It, but the the problem is that disrespect perceived disrespect is exactly that. It's a perception that that person has. It doesn't yeah. necessarily mean that that's reality. And that's the problem. Like, I'm perceiving that this is somehow a slight to me, and therefore it now has to be everyone's reality that this is a slight. When, you know, we're not all in agreement that that was the case. I mean, that, that's, you know what I mean? That's, that's how I feel about it. I mean, I think it's just tricky, like, for someone to decide when something sucks and we need to stop saying it. No, I, I, I know. And, but and, it, and it's so easy to do now. You know, I could do it. I never do, man. I, you know what? Make jokes. Say whatever the fuck you want. I really... I, it, you know, I, I think it helps more than it... That's why I love comedians. I think they're the last... You know, it's so funny. For the longest time... Uh, and this is going to sound crazy because... Uh, what is it? Uh, Louis C.K. Yeah. I always said... Because Louis C.K., before all this wild shit went down, was already doing and saying wild shit. And I always said, he's like the watermark. Like, whatever... Like, if Louis C.K. Is stops, if we stop Louis C.K. from saying whatever he's, that, then that's it. Like, he's, he's at the limit right now. Well, we buried that fool. Well, <laughs> he he bar- he got but, but he buried himself. Yeah. Because he was super creepy and super yeah, pervy. for something and, totally different. Yeah, but that was the guy that I was saying was, like, holding the torch for freedom of speech for a long time. But once a again, select few of people. But the thing is, he has freedom of speech. He can say whatever he wants. He has every right to say whatever he wants, and if people choose, well, right now they're not allowing him to speak. No, he can say whatever he wants. He could, if he wanted, right now he could. He could. Well, there's come people here. trying to ban him from from his uh, shows, and there. So there, there's like an. Ongoing thing. If if tomorrow Louis C.K. decided that he's going to form Louis C.K. Inc. and he wanted to do the Louis C.K. podcast, I guarantee you it would be in the top ten uh, on Apple. Yeah, right away. So and there'd be people trying to get it off the air, trying but to. But but they won't be able to. That's the thing is, it's not. Yeah. He has that, and and that's where that's where his free speech free speech isn't being being taken away. And he I'm has not, it. Yeah, that's a good point. And I'm not defending Louis C.K. for his no, 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 and, and, and no. I'm it not saying that the, you're not. But if you wanted to do a fucking podcast, bro, he could come do our podcast. Oh, absolutely. So, uh, Louis C.K., if you're, if you're listening or if any of our listeners know him, anytime he wants to come on the Casey Social, he's more than welcome. I'll break out some of my good Jester King for him. Just let him know. We'll break it out. We'll let him have a forum. He can go at it. And tomorrow... Tomorrow. Where, where, where am I going to be at tomorrow? You're going to Nebraska. No, is it Nebraska? Which one did he say? No, uh, brick, brick, brick something. Hold on. No, and we were supposed to be there, but Reuben's gonna get while well, well, I'm working. It's a distillery and beer spot. Yeah, we're gonna be at uh, Brickway Brewery and Distillery. So tomorrow, 
I will have a podcast. I'm not sure if I'm going to go live from there, but we'll definitely have some kind of content. We may sit down and do a podcast, and we might go live, but we're going to get the whole tour at Brickway Brewery and Distillery. Shout out to Cross Strain Brewing Company. Really enjoying ourselves over here. Shout out to Nebraska. Shout out to Nate Sellergren. Shout out to Hip Hop Saray. Shout out to Aaron Robeson and Most Intense Happy Hour. We're going to be there on Saturday. We're going to get our workout on after uh, drinking all these damn beers. Is there? You're going to need a workout. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I got to sweat all this alcohol I'm about to down here at Cross Train. You got any final words, thoughts of encouragement? No, uh, if, anyone, if anyone knows Louis C.K., tell him, please, please come on our podcast. Absolutely. No judgment. Judgment, well, no, I'll judge. I'm not going to lie. I'll judge, but it'd be awesome to have him. Oh, for sure, man. Cheers, my man. Cheers, brother. Cross Jane, we're going to have a good time over here. The night is young. The week is at its end, so have an awesome weekend, you guys. Be safe, uh, everybody. Enjoy some brews, and we... Tell Woody we said hey. We'll catch you on the motherfucking flip side. Wait, what are you supposed to... No, 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 no. You can't end it that way. How else? What do you say? That's how I always end it. No, how are we supposed to end it? Oh, yeah. Say goodbye, Corey. Goodbye, Corey. So out of practice. <laughs>